Game Changers is supported by Music Master Scheduling. The guys at Music Master have made it easier for you to check out form guides and music logs. And by the way, if you're a content director and you're not spending at least at least 20 minutes on crafting your messages for the day, then you are missing a key element of the role. With Music Master, you can load up your own view of the day with an analysis on the screen showing you the key metrics that are driving your station strategy. Essentially, it's instant analysis and it's giving you a snapshot of your radio station's vital signs in one place and on demand. It's great stuff. Here's the thing. Your station is unique and Music Master will customise to fit that uniqueness. Version 7 of Music Master is now available and you can check it out at bit.ly forward slash Music Master is everywhere. Radio Game Changers, a podcast that explores the world of radio and audio communication. Here's your host, Craig Bruce. Okay, so you can find all of our previous Game Changer interviews at the website radiogamechangers.com.au. We are also at Facebook and you can follow me on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. Uh, Chrissy Swan was my second guest on the podcast. When I spoke to her three years ago, she had just started at Nova with Sam Pang and Jonathan Brown on their brand new breakfast show. So the mixed breakfast show comes along with Jane Hall and yes. the, the glass ceiling has finally been broken. Two females on the air in a Metro breakfast show. Did you feel pressure um, around that? I, I know it was a radio thing. Did it, did it kind mm. of... Um, play on your mind at all or did it change the way you thought about it? It really didn't. It really didn't because I think at my core I am not a sexist person. So I generally don't – I don't listen to Triple M and go, oh, this is for blokes, I can't – you know, I I listen to to people and my friends are people and I I generally don't – and I like to think that other people are listening in the same way. There's a lot of these sort of radio furfies about, oh, women don't like to listen to other women and – Women don't listen, like to listen to whole groups of men. Well, you know. Prove it. Th- prove it. Exactly. Exactly. So I never felt like um, we were doing an exclusively female show. And, uh, you know, we weren't talking about, you know, hairdos and nails and all these kind of... But was there an idea going into it that you would exploit the fact that you are two females as a point of difference in the market? Did, did, was that talked about as here's our opportunity to really engage with, I'm assuming the mixed audience, target audience was female? Did, was, was that talked about and how can we exploit that? Not really. Mm. Not much was talked about, to be honest. We, we, we did the show we wanted to do and what was important to us we talked about there was not a lot of football. I will, I will, I will give it that. <laughs> Brownie wasn't anywhere to be seen. No, no. And you know, surprisingly, that's what I'm enjoying about this show, because you know I am a female, but I know I'm from Melbourne. Mm. I know about footy, of course. And you know, it's a great, it's a great balance at the moment. My sister, who podcasts the show, she's even she's got no idea about football, absolutely none. And she said to me, you know, I'm really surprising myself. I'm really enjoying Mm. the footy players, you know, and and the talk of football. And that's brilliant because that's what we want to do. I remember my wife um, loving Roy and HG back in the day on Triple J. And, you know, they would talk sport. NRL, when we were from Adelaide, we didn't know any of the players they were talking about. But it was just great. Um, it was great conversation. It was just great content. That's it didn't really right. matter, did it? That's right. And that's Sam Pang's specialty as well. He never talks stats and positions and figures, but he can humanise sport in a way I've never, never heard. So you're at Mix doing the breakfast show with Jane, and, and this is your third 
um, breakfast show. At that point, did you have a really clear picture in your head as to what kind of breakfast show you wanted to do? Was that? Did you talk to? I'm assuming it was Duncan at the time and others at ARN about this is the sort of show um, that I'm I'm I can imagine in my head, and and I'm happy with either answer. I'm just interested as to whether that was that was on the table. That was not on the table. Um, it's a very difficult question to answer. Um, I think, you know, when things start going bad at a station, exactly like a relationship, sometimes people can't communicate um, their feelings and their um, problems. And, you know, I think radio stations are really no different to relationships and more often than not one of the parties um shuts down on the communication and just starts to make plans right you know and and that happens often the the intersection between what the the performer wants and what the station wants is at the heart of can we move forward together or can't Absolutely. we and sometimes it ends really well and sometimes it doesn't most of the time it doesn't end very well <laughs> And I'm not here with an agenda on the mixed breakfast show, but in but in theory, that should have been a marriage made in in heaven. That that should have been your station for the next ten years. I agree, and I felt like it was when I was there. I thought this is great. I'm going to do this for ten years, and then I'm going to move on to gold. <laughs> yeah, I really did that. <laughs> I'd already done my own succession plan. Um, so you know, when it did end, it was it was you know a surprise. It was a legitimate surprise. And I was like, wow, they got rid of me. God, okay. You know, um, because I I did, I loved it. I loved the music. I loved the station. Um, you know, I understand that they were changing to Kiss and, you know, by that stage I sort of got that, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't be right. I don't know. Maybe they saw me a different way that I saw myself. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I was genuinely surprised. So did you um, second-guess yourself past that after the, the um, decision had been made? Was that a, a – um, how was your confidence post that? Yeah, look, it took me a good – so I, I finished at Mix um, at the end of 2014. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought maybe that's it for me. And my conf- I had zero confidence. I just thought – Obviously, I can't do this and, um, you know, they've found me out and uh, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, a lot of women in all jobs have that imposter syndrome, like when are they going to work out that I can't really... Tap on the shoulder, here yeah, it comes. Yep. Yeah, So for me, it took me, you know, a good year to uh, think that I had anything to offer. So it does knock you around. It really does. It, it does knock you around. And then when um, I did uh, every, I did half an hour on a Friday with Fifi and Dave, in at Fox, and that was wonderful for me because it was all care, no responsibility, and I just, you know, I got to just love it yep. again. You know, go in there and it was like babysitting. You know, I just do, do a bit of babysitting, then I go back <laughs> and have my normal life. Yep. You know, I don't have to take the kids change their undies and stuff you know just go in do a little bit of have a little bit of fun with both of them i adore them both and it was just fun and it was really good for me it was really good for me yeah and then out of the blue nova i just you know I, i never saw that coming either i never thought for a second that um that that would be an opportunity for me so you know just curious george again 
This is Radio Game Changers. Follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. So from a performer um, uh, or a performance perspective, what, what do you need from a content director? So you've had really um, great experiences with people like Wade Kingsley. What, 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 um, what's, the, what's the most important thing a content director can bring to a performance and a relationship with performers? You know, I think the relationship between a content director and the people that are on air, it's so different for every single person. So it's almost just as lucky to find a content director um, that you can learn from, that can steer you. Um, It's almost as rare to find one of those as it is to find good on-air partners. Um, For me, I like someone who likes me and I need to know really in my bones that you like me and that you care about me. That's, I know it sounds really like unradio related, but that's really important to me because my work is my life. My, my kids are in it. My partner's in it. There's really no – this whole work-life balance thing, my whole life is just one big ball and my, my home's in there, my kids are in there, my parents are in there, my sisters, my friends, my work colleagues. Everything's all in one go and that's the only way I can, you know, I can do it. So I need to know that they like me. I need to know that they trust me. Um, I will do everything I can do for my workplace and if I say I can't do something, I've got to be trusted that I really can't do it. Yep. Um, I don't want to be second-guessed on that and I don't want to ever be pushed into places I don't want to go because then my performance is shit house. So you're on your fourth breakfast show now um, and have you had those conversations up front with Brownie and, and the, the Nova team? Are you specific around this is this is how I, I think I'm going to be uh, best managed? Can my, you have that discussion? My immediate boss knows that yep. and um, we, you know, we get together and I just feel like I can tell him anything. I, I need that because you know, a big part of me is still just a big brother housemate that kind of got out and doesn't know what they're doing, you know. So I need to – and I also need to be um, listened to. And I, in, in, at Nova in this show, I'm, I'm listened to really in a way that I've never been listened to before. Brilliant. So I'm really enjoying that element. So on the flip side, what, what kind of feedback is completely useless to a performer or, or to yourself? What, what, what don't you need to hear? What, what sorts of um, commentary is just completely wasted? I don't think anything is wasted. I generally don't take things personally. And more often than not, I will agree. What Like this week, there's been a few things that have come up and I've said them first. I'm not so precious about the show that I can't hear anything um, not negative, but I, I, I can't I can't hear anything negative about it, for, for, for want of a better word. I'm the one that said straight up that show was messy, that went over time, we need to work out how we're going to cut people off that don't shut up. Um, you know, and I think, I don't know if that doesn't happen with other on-air people, I don't know. But for me it's, you know, I'm, I'm almost like because I don't have the radio background and because I've done three and a half years on the Sunshine Coast, that was my apprenticeship. I produced it. I produced it. I chased the interviews. I made the phone calls. I answered the phones for callers. I filled out the prize sheets. It was me and Ronnie. That's it. Yep. 
he panelled and I did everything else. So I'm still producing because that's the only way I know how to work. So I, I do the honest stuff, but I'm, I'm also producing. And when you're in that role, it's really easy to kind of float above the show and go, we've got to change that, we've got to work out a system for that. You know, I can look at it critically. And they're big, they're big ticket items as well. They're, they're things that um, you can fix really quickly on a new show. They're, mm. they're not structural or we're not funny enough kinds of questions yeah. that you might have about, um, you know, shows in the early stages. Those sorts of things. Uh, and, and it's your point about, um, you know, do other shows talk about this sort of stuff? Healthy shows do. You know, right. ones that make it do. And I think the, the earlier you can get on the front foot and, and have an open communication with your team yeah. on and off the air is is at the heart of it. I mean, the thing is, I think the goal is to not take anything personally. And that is really hard because the job is so personal. And, you know, you, particularly somebody like me, it's so easy to get hurt or um, feel exposed because your job is to make yourself vulnerable so it's a really important role for the content director to never take advantage of that over 150 radio and television stations are programming their playlists with music master in australia it's everywhere and it works it's about working smarter and working faster with music master scheduling check out version 7 at bit.ly forward slash music master is everywhere radio game changers a Bad Producer Productions podcast. Edited by Clint Bryce. Research and production support from Kate Mead. Subscribe now at radiogamechangers.com. Like us on Facebook. And follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. <laughs>